Why do you want to know him more clearly for his sake? Why do you want to love him more dearly for his sake? Why do you want to follow him more nearly for his sake? Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you're with us. As today we continue a message called A Threefold Appeal and Pastor. For the person who maybe is not real spiritually mature, but they do know Christ, they think, okay, I don't know him, you know, real deeply. I don't love him as much as maybe I think I should, and I'm not following him as closely as I know I probably should. I want to do that for his sake? Why his sake? Why not my sake? Well, because everything we do is for the glory of God. Uh, Once we start focusing in on ourselves as the primary recipient of anything, then we get off kilter. Uh, We forget that, you know, if Christ is not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. I like to say this quite a bit. You probably hear it in my messages over and over again. A lot is out of place because Christ is not in first place. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says, whatever we do in word or in deed, we're to do all, not most, all, not some, all, not almost all to the glory of God. So even our salvation, it's not for us. Ephesians chapter one, verse seven, the father appointed us to salvation in eternity past for his glory. That's Hmm. verse seven. Uh, Verse 12, the son atoned for our sin at Calvary for his glory. And then verse 14, the Holy Spirit applied our salvation the day we got saved for his glory. Everything God does is for his glory. So I want to know him uh, more dearly. Why? So that I can glorify him. The more I know about him, the better able I'm able to relate to him and to do the things that are pleasing to him. When I love him more, I want to please him more. You see? And so that's the whole idea behind that, Steve. Well, I love your explanation for that because I think for some of us, we do tend to look inside first. We look at ourselves, and uh, that's a good reminder that we need to get our eyes off ourselves and onto Christ, and he's back in first place. So many other things just fall into place. Amen. Well, we are in Galatians chapter 4, and we're going to continue this message entitled, A Threefold Appeal. Here is Pastor Ford. Now, let me make it practical. Now you say, I come here here about the denominations and all that. Well, it's about doctrine and it's about having correct doctrine. But listen, here's what he's saying, that, that what we need to do is this. When somebody is opposing themselves, then what you have to do as a believer, when they're opposing themselves as a believer, you have to emphasize the freedom that they have in Jesus Christ, that they not let anyone bind them, limit their freedom by having them do things that the Bible doesn't tell them to do. That's what I'm talking about, including here. Why do I always say uh, we want to have our tithes and offering, but it's grace giving for grace living because the giving of the Old Testament standard under the law was the tithe, but we are not under law. So I argue from the point that Jesus always elevated the standard. And so you start there. That's not the end. Everybody in here should be given 10% of their income to God. If he give you $100, you should give him $10. I believe that. But is that curse on you from the Old Testament? No. 
We are free in Jesus Christ. And so what he wants is he wants our heart. Guess what? And so and I'll share with you all the time. My wife and I, uh, our goal is at least 50% of our income to God. And we're at 35%. And you think, you, you say, well, wait a minute, that's more. Yeah, yeah, because I give according to my heart for Christ. And so I love him, and I know he gave it to me. And so I have no problem when he tells me, hey, go bless this person, go do this, go do that. And so I have taken my very last, you know, emptied out our savings account. After I talked to my wife, of course, to help somebody uh, do what God says do because it's a heart issue. So then uh, you, you do that. Now, uh, listen. Here's the second one. The second is appeal through fellowship. So we've talked about this often. How does he start it off? Brethren. What does it mean? Come on, bro, Frank. Nice and loud. Same kind. Okay, of the same kind. Adelphos, being born from the same womb. So here's the first appeal. The, the first appeal was through freedom. Hey, don't let anybody steal your freedom in Christ. And by the way, since the basis of it is truth, here's what you need to do. You have a daughter. You have a son. And uh, uh, they're bringing somebody in that you know uh, is tore up from the floor up, going to wreck them because 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, uh, evil companions corrupt good morals, but they're not listening to you. What you want to do is you don't want to argue with them. You don't want to get mad, sad, or jump bad. What you want to do is make an appeal to them uh, through truth. Now, when you make an appeal to them for truth, they're still going to do what they want to do. Let me tell you right now, if you tell that boy or girl, you better not see them. You just push them more toward them. Now, what you do is the word of God, D.L. Moody says, is like a lion. What you do is you just give them the truth. Since the word he said, he said, the word of God is like a lion. You don't need to defend it. Just let it go. And what you want is this. You want an open door so that once the calamity happens, they're not saying, well, I can't go to my mom or my dad or my auntie because they was against it and I didn't listen and they got mad and told me, all right, then don't be bringing them over here. I don't want you such and such and such and such. To me, I can't understand why you would say don't. And my son's right back there. And when he started dating somebody uh, that I didn't want him to date, I always encouraged him, come over here. Yeah, because the more I had them around me, the more I could watch them. <laughs> Let me move on anyway. I, I just wanted to make it plain for you, see? And so you can do that, whether it's your spouse or just come with the truth and this appeal through freedom, through fellowship. Let me ask you a question. Where's the appeal through force? Who is Paul? What's his position? An apostle. Well, how come he didn't just say, I'm an apostle. I founded this church. You better get it straight. Because, you know, that don't work. That doesn't work. Yeah, you have to know how to make an appeal. Now, here's this appeal through fellowship. And I want you to notice, he makes an appeal through their spiritual connection. He makes an appeal through their social connection. He makes an appeal through their physical connection. He makes an appeal through their ministry connection. It's a fourfold appeal based on fellowship. He says it's a spiritual connection. Listen, you need to understand uh, that you belong to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is in you. But then there is a social connect. We are brethren. 
We have the same. And then, and then he goes on. Let's walk through it. Let's walk through it. Notice what happens. He first of all uh, 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 said, listen, uh, from one brother to another, I'm appealing to you. But then notice what he calls them in verse 19. My little children. There's the social connection. He spoke to them brother to brother or brother to sister and brothers. But now he's speaking to them how? Father to child. Look at how he's trying to store up these emotions so that they would reconnect themselves with him. Most of the time, let me show you, let me show you what a person told me. Uh, you know what? I backslide sometimes, but I hate coming back. God has to really, for, why? I said, because when I come back, here's what I hear. Somebody will see me and say, mm, look who came to church today and make me want to turn right around and walk right back out of the door. I don't need this. I'm struggling enough as it is. I come here because I know I need to be connected. I come here because I thought somebody would embrace me and say, I'm glad to see you. Haven't seen you in a little while. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hey, can I sit by you as we worship today? Amen. Hey, can we go out after and get caught up? You know, where's his appeal through force? And Paul did this a lot. Notice what happens. In 1 Corinthians chapter 110, there's the vision. And what does he say? Brethren, I urge you, brethren. He doesn't legislate. You can't force people to do anything. As a matter of fact, what you want people to do is be enthusiastic. Now, guess what is the etymology of enthusiastic? You or in means in. Theos, thuos, thu, is the word for theos. Enthusiastic means God in you working. In other words, enthusiasm has to be something generated from the inside by your love of God. That's when you see people who are enthusiastic uh, because you can't stop them. So then in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 1, he calls them brethren, and it was a doctrinal issue. Then in 1 Corinthians 3, 1, he called them brethren, and it was a disrespect issue. So you can go through the writings of Paul and you'll see, you'll see that word brethren everywhere. Galatians 6.1. What about depravity? What about somebody that's caught up in a sin? Brethren, if a man be overtaken in his fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. And so he says, listen, 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 there is a spiritual connection. There is a social connection. He says there's a physical connection. He uses the word labor. He says, I'm laboring. What are you laboring about? I labor. I'm serving you. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm going to guarantee you. Nine out of ten people that you want to correct if you serve them, they'll be more open to what you got to say. That's why, that's why one of the things that, that I really hate about us as the church is we tell young people, keep your, pull your pants up. Uh, don't be tatting your body up all like this. Bring nose ring everywhere. Uh, them old gold plates in your teeth and all that hair cut all kind of weird kind of ways and holes all in your clothes. And uh, you know, What are you going to give them to do? 
What are you going to give them to do? Hey, let me make it personal. What are we giving our young people to do? Huh? What's happening with our young people? We ain't had it in I don't know how long. Yeah, what are we doing? That's about it. That's right. You're exactly right. Hardly nothing. But yet we complain and we don't understand you got to become an alternative. That's what Daniel did. I, I can't eat pig feet. I can't eat ham hocks. Uh, 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 well, you got to eat something because my life is at stake, not just yours. That's what Arioch said. And so Daniel said, give me some hot water cornbread and some water. And that's what I'm going to eat. He said, I'm going to try you for 10 days. And if it work out, fine. Man, Daniel got fat instead of getting skinny. And he said, okay, for three years, you can do that now. And for three years, he ate hot water cornbread and, uh, and uh, black eyed peas and uh, Kool-Aid in the mason jar. And they had everything. They had ham, steak, all that. And he was better fit than all of them, you know? So here's my point. Where's our alternative? Where is the alternative? Just don't tell people what they can't do. Give them an alternative. Yeah, create alternative. And that's what we need to do. Yeah, and that's what we're going to do. We're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called A Threefold Appeal, and we'll get back to this teaching in just a moment. If you're ever in the Chicago area, you can always visit the Christ Bible Church of Chicago and hear Pastor Ford speak live. You can get all the info you need by coming to our website and clicking on the About link. There's also a link to the church's website on our Stay Connected bar. Either way, come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, if you're just joining us, we are in Galatians chapter 4, so grab a Bible, join us there. Here is Pastor Ford. And so here now, we, we understand that Paul is saying, look, I served you. We have a physical connection. And, and, and the word form uh, is, is a word that, that means essentially being formed. So what do you mean by that? He says, until Christ be formed in you, he's talking about character. I want to see Christ formed in you. Uh, now, you know, they had that, you know, like Mike. Here's how it goes. Uh, now, I can't sing it. I don't remember how it goes anyway. Some of you do. But he says, sometimes I dream that he's in me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move. I dream I groove like Mike. If I could be like Mike, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be like. So you know what I did, don't you? Uh-huh. I dream I move. I dream I stay like Christ. I want to be like Christ. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be like Christ. I want to be like Christ. Again, I trust in him I must. For just one day, if I could be his way, I dream, I pray, I dream, I stay like Christ. I want to be like, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be like Christ. I want to be like Christ. Hey, I did the best I can. That's an original uh, lyrics, by the way. Amen. And so here it is. Uh, Richard of uh, Chichester said this. You probably heard it. In a prayer, I didn't write the whole prayer, just the part that we focus in on. Here's what he says. 
I want to know thee more clearly. What's that? That's the truth about him. And what's Paul saying? I want Christ to be formed in you. Here's the second one. I want to know thee more clearly. I want to love thee more dearly. And I want to follow thee more nearly. Now, if you want to find that in the Bible, look at Nehemiah chapter 8, 9, and 10. The focus of Nehemiah chapter 8, to know thee more clearly. The focus of Nehemiah chapter 9, to love thee more dearly. And the focus of Nehemiah chapter 10 is to follow thee more nearly. Let me say it again. Nehemiah chapter 8, know thee more clearly. Nehemiah chapter 9, love thee more dearly. Nehemiah chapter 10, follow thee more nearly. And here's how he ended his prayer. For thy own sake. Why do you want to know him more clearly? For his sake. Why do you want to love him more dearly? For his sake. Why do you want to follow him more nearly? For his sake. See, and I'm going to wrap it up right here. Jesus died to get us into heaven. But Jesus lives to get heaven into us. And so when you and I understand what's going on, now there's one more. I was hoping to finish it, but I'm not going to be able to finish it. Uh, but it's an appeal uh, through fervency. That is, they loved him. Let me show you what he says about these people in Galatians uh, 4. Here's what he says. Listen to this. He's talking about their motivation. He's showing his motivation, right? I care about you. Yeah, uh, let me tell you their motivation. And here's what he says. Verse 17, they zealously court you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you that you may be zealous for them, but it is good to be zealous in a good thing always and not only when I'm present with you. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Notice what Paul does. Here's the first thing. He says, I want you to see their inception. Why did these people come? The inception, they're eagerly seeking you. Now, that phrase was used when a man pursues a woman. See what he's saying? That's how they're coming at you. They're coming at you like that. They're coming at you. That's their inception. But, but listen to what else he says. He goes from their inception, he says, but they, they zealously seek you earnestly, but for no good. So inception, let me tell you about their inception. Now let me tell you about their deception. Now why doesn't he go back and, and talk about the things we already seen? Because he's now making it general. He's saying, ain't no use of me dealing with one thing. Let me just tell you, they ain't about your good. So, so the good that's, that's used there is the kind of good that means when somebody has your best interest at heart. They do not have your best interest at heart. Now they're making you think that that's their deception. I want you to be more spiritual. No, you want to. Notice what he says. He talks about their conception. The things that they are doing, he says, listen, listen, let me tell you about their inception. They're courting you like a man courts a woman. Let me tell you about their deception. It's for no good. Let me tell you about their conception. They want to exclude you. And let me tell you about their reception so that you may be zealous for them. In other words, there are people 
who want you to be more attached to them than to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't ever do that here. Why, Pastor Ford? Because I don't want God killing me. Yeah, he said he'll share his glory with nobody. And so who are these individuals, all of these big name uh, folk, uh, that notoriety, you know, somebody, I said that somebody said, you one of them. What are you talking about? Everybody over in Chicago know you. They passport every time I say, oh, my passport. Oh, yeah, I know passport. Everybody praise the Lord. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, let me tell you, honestly, I can't. I always try to take the low road. And, and just like with that lady I shared with you, I let people know, uh-uh. Don't be putting me way up here above everybody so on some pedestal. Why? Because when I fall, I got a longer drop before I hit the ground. No. And that's why folks shouldn't lose their faith when somebody falls. Amen. You don't like what happened, just go to another church. That person doesn't repent. And I already told you, you know, my three eyes for leaving the church. You already know that. You already know it. So, uh, when we look at what Jesus did, uh, Jesus died to get us into heaven. He lives to get heaven into us. And Paul says, that's my goal, to see Christ formed in you. That when people look at you, they say what they said about the apostles in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. <gasps> Who's that? Who's those 12 guys? I can't make out their faith. Oh, yeah. Those are they who have been with Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your grace and goodness to us. Grant comprehension application for your glory. In Jesus' blessed name, amen. Amen. Well, you're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford. And I hope that as people look at you in your life, they can say, this is a person who knows Jesus. But maybe that's not true of you. Maybe you're listening to this radio station and this program because there's something about Jesus that's got you curious. You're intrigued by what the Bible has to say about Jesus and this whole idea of having a relationship with him. Well, if you've got questions or you're ready to begin a relationship with Jesus today, you can always call this toll-free number. Someone is ready to talk with you, to pray with you, to answer questions you may have. Just call 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's 1-888-NEED-HIM. Well, today's message is called A Threefold Appeal. It's a look at Galatians chapter 4, and we're going to continue this teaching next time here on Treasured Truth. But if you want to make sure that you can listen to this teaching anytime, come to the website right now and look for something called the Stay Connected Bar. Not only will you find links there to our Twitter feed and our Facebook page, but also to the Moody Radio app. And that app makes it really convenient for you to listen whenever it fits your schedule. And not only can you listen to Treasured Truth, but other Moody-produced programs and streaming music stations. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and look for the Stay Connected bar, or simply go to your favorite app store and search for Moody Radio. You know, and whether you listen to this program on the radio or through the app, it's your giving that makes it possible. And if you've never given a gift of support before, I want to ask you to join the team today. Come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link that says Make a Donation. Speaking of teams, I want to thank our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey, as well as our Bible teacher, Pastor Ford. I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio. 
a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.